Hello and welcome to A Voice of Hope with Troy Peverall. This show is designed to offer hope for you and your family as you navigate through the struggles of life. We believe that this hope that comes from Jesus can lead you to live a life of victory in Him. I'm Chris Sasser, and today I get to lead us through a conversation about hope. We are glad you're here. Well, hello again, and welcome to A Voice of Hope with Troy Peverall. Chris Sasser here, not just with Troy today, but I'm here with uh, Troy's, uh, I will say, better half. Uh, it right. sounds fun to say that in this particular <laughs> situation. We're here with Troy's wife, Kim, and I'm excited about our conversation today because you're listening to A Voice of Hope. That's what I say kind of every time as we're going in and going out, but but I really do think that what Troy and Kim offer, not just in this this program, but just in life in general, I think both of you do offer a voice of hope to people. And so today we're going to talk about a voice of hope and what it is and where it came from and uh, kind of how God has done something, continues to do stuff in both of you um, in this, what is a ministry in a lot of different ways. So Troy, why don't you just start with telling people about a voice of hope and really kind of where it came from, how it started, and we'll kind of jump into what, what, what really is it? Being a voice of hope. Um, when I was back in the seventh grade, I um, was going into the locker room um, and there was a, a kid who was always picked on. And I was very quiet and I would observe this day in and day out. And I remember the, the ones, uh, primarily one person that kept picking on him was a pretty big guy. And I was in the locker room and it was happening. and. There was no one else in the locker room but myself, this uh, younger guy that was small, and then the big kid. <clears throat> and finally, something snapped in me, and I I took the big kid and unleashed the monster within me. Wow! And pushed him over the bench, and I just had this experience of like I'm thinking, what am I doing, and why am I doing this? And the the big the bully got up and he was actually afraid of me and left the locker room and I'm walking down the hall and I'm, I'm shaking and I'm thinking, what in the world did I just do? And there was this, this little quiet voice in seventh grade that told me that one day I was going to help people that couldn't help themselves. Wow. And so I kept that in the back of my mind, didn't know what it meant. So fast forward, uh, years in church life, church ministry, uh, and then coming out of church ministry, into counseling um kim would tell me you know you're a counselor and you're you're supposed to be a counselor and we were in many ministries of several churches and i would tell her i don't want to sit in a counseling room eight hours a day and so anyway so after i left church ministry and was going up to an interview in greensboro north carolina i um i just got i think i got to clinton north carolina and i just something in me knew this is not this is not what I'm supposed to do. So I turned around, came back home, uh, never went to the interview, and I started a counseling practice. And so from there, um, it's been 20 years of, of whatever God would choose to do inside of that practice through multiple counselors, through Kim being the voice uh, that would be answering the phone, and such a good voice. Her voice cannot be uh, underestimated as in the impact that she's had uh, with people um, when they've called. She's put put people who are calling fearful, scared. She's put them with the right counselors. 
she's been a voice of hope for people on the front end. Mm. And so, so looking at that, there, there came a point in t- 2019 toward the end where I think it right at the beginning of 2020, I was just thinking, you know, I would like to know, like think through a way to be of a bigger help to people listening um, because in counseling, you're usually one-on-one or mm-hmm. one-on-two or one-on-few. And the idea of uh, just uh, doing a radio program came to my mind, and um, I kind of left it alone. And so six or seven months later, it came back. I'm on my way to Moorhead City to one of our offices, and it started hitting me again. And Kim has this voice of hope saying, and she says, one phone call can change your life kind of like a jingle (laughs) so 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 i just went ahead and i made a phone call to the only person that i knew in a radio and i left the message and the guy was actually in a staff meeting i found out later and i said hey i have this idea i said i don't know where to go i don't know anybody radio but you're the guy i know i said i have an idea of just trying to take my voice outside of the counseling room to be on the air to help people through walks of life um, and I have this guy in mind that I want to do this with. Just let me know if this is anywhere going anywhere. So I go to the staff meeting. He calls me while I'm in the staff meeting. And after he was in his staff meeting, he said, hey, I just brought up your phone message to the whole staff. And they think that would be a great idea. Are you interested? So in that moment, I'm like, oh, no, one phone call changed my life. <laughs> in the course Listen of like two hours, life. right? Yes, it was with that, that time frame. So that's when I called Chris Sasser, who is also host here with me. And I just said, hey, Chris, this is what's happened. And I remember Chris's response was something to the effect of, I can't believe you're asking this. I've actually thought about this myself. Yeah, so And so, so true. that's kind of what began in 2020. Um. And it, it, it came at a time, you know, why did it start? When I thought about this question, okay, why did it get started? I'm still learning. I don't know the full, full answer to that, but I believe because God knew and God saw what was starting to happen in 2020. And I think that of any, of, any time, it was a perfect timing to just try to be a voice of hope on the air to people's lives who are now encountering uh, just the craziness that we've been through over the last two years. I also feel like that part of who I am is somebody that in counseling uh, efforts, trying to be very honest and unafraid uh, with people, because I don't think you can get to freedom and have such, in a sense, hope until you get to truth. And so from that, I think I speak it pretty directly, but I think in the spirit, not in the flesh, but I think in the spirit, God also has wired me to be gentle in my approach. And so I think the combination of truth in the right way delivered gives hope. But here's the thing. I think that we all are, are to be a voice of hope. And I think that we'll talk about this in a few minutes, that how you become that is, is really the thing we need to ask ourselves. Yeah. Okay. So Kim, as this is happening with Troy, and you're obviously talking about it, thinking about it, what's going on in you uh, during the birthing of this voice of hope thing? So I was in the car with him that morning um, as we were going uh, to the to the staff meeting. And honestly, I love it when he takes a step outside of his his thoughts. He has great thoughts. He's a he's truly a visionary. 
Um, and and we've said this before on the broadcast. I'm a doer, so I can take his perfect vision, combination, right? Right, right. And so I have a, this. I have the vision, and she tells me what to do, right, <laughs> how to right. implement it. It right? works. It works. Yeah. Right. So um, so I can take what he does and really put feet to it. And um, so I loved I loved that when he. Um, when he acted on that, and we and we do joke about that one fall, one phone call can change your life. But um, it was just a it was a cool moment. Um, one of those that, you know, both of us looked at each other and we were like, "What? Like, what just happened?" Yeah, right. I love when those moments happen. Yeah, that's so fun. Okay, Troy. So, so talk to people about what's the mission of a Voice of Hope. So, you know, working with with you, Chris, and knowing some of what you're doing. Um, and looking, you know, at some of the information that you've put out, uh, and having already done a few podcasts at some point, you know, and I'm still in in develop. We're still developing this. I, I really saw that. Okay, what we are doing is equipping and encouraging uh, others to be a voice of hope. And this is a collision of both ministries: the ministry that you were involved yeah, in and are involved in, yep. and what we were doing. And it's like this this combination of equip and encourage. And being a voice of hope, I mean, this is the mission. And how we do that is going to look different, I think, as we continue to to move and build whatever God's trying to do here. Yeah, and that was the beautiful thing for me is is I as I have been kind of stepping into more of, of what God's called me to do in my church ministry, and uh, I had that kind of that phrase, equip and encourage, had kind of come on my radar as I went through a uh, almost like a life plan type of exercise with a friend of mine, and those two words just came up. Oh, that's kind of what I've tried to do for you know thirty years in ministry is just equip and encourage people yeah. to help them in their walk with God. And so when 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 you and I had interacted a little bit, and when uh, you called me, and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, like yeah, I, it is kind of the perfect. Um, merging of, of kind of two different thoughts, two different sort of approaches mm-hmm. to you know, kind of helping people grow into who God's created them to be. Um, you know, just equip and encourage people to be a voice of hope. I love it. Yeah. It's been really fun. So, okay. So we're going to talk a little bit more kind of practically about, you know, the, the, the more about the mission. Uh, we've got a website, how you can contact a voice of hope uh, and really just invite you to continue to be a part of it in different ways, but we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to A Voice of Hope. Don't you just love the word renew? It offers a chance to take a look back while holding new possibilities in hand. It's a word that offers healing, but without the bonds of despair, and it seems to point us in a new direction while giving promise to move forward. This is Kim Peverall with A Voice of Hope. This ministry has been created to bring encouragement in a relevant, easy conversation. Through insights offered from Troy, Chris, and their guest, it's our desire that you'll become a voice of hope in your walks through life and into your community. Let's change the narrative of the last year and make a plan to choose positive perspective and embrace hope. Practice peace and fight your tendency to become anxious. Instead, pray. Pay attention to new ways to encourage others. Simple steps like these will affect change in your own life and spill over into your community. We invite you to find more resources for hopeful living at agape-counseling.org and equipandencourage.com. Hey, thanks for listening. We are honored to share this journey together. 
Welcome back to The Voice of Hope with Troy Peverall. I'm Chris Sester here with Troy and Kim Peverall here today. We're talking about A Voice of Hope, what the ministry is, kind of what it means. And uh, Troy just kind of came out of talking us through where it came from and a little bit of the mission. But Kim, I know you've got some some thoughts around how this has sort of all come together. Yeah, so walking it back, um, and, I, and I love to do that, I it's it's the beauty of the story and, and the way that God is... Um, how he how, how he beautifully brings worlds together in his providence and his sovereign sovereignty and so troy and i are working in a completely different um mindset and having a counseling practice and having no idea no training how to do a podcast and how he um let our paths intersect and we collided and how beautifully and well done well spoken chris is and the friendship that's there the respect there we really just have a lot of fun doing this but we couldn't do it without the technical side of what you bring to the table and it's awesome it's the perfection of the podcast really Mm -hmm. thank you very much i appreciate Mm -hmm. that and also 90.5 who has been oh yeah you know has been very gracious to Yes, we want to be a part of it. This was the original call that was made. Yeah. Yeah, it's been really fun um, to kind of just hear people locally, anecdotally talk about being able to listen and to be encouraged. So, Troy, talk a little bit about the website because as part of when we got this started, you know, not only did you want to have the broadcast that was a podcast and a radio show, but but a website and then just some ways for people to be able to contact and support um, the ministry. So talk a little bit about that. So. A voice of hope, you know, one of the things that I have hoped for is that is that people would, would, you know, not just feel like, hey, they're listening to a radio or a podcast program, and that's the ministry. That's one part of the ministry, but really that there would, would be a, just an encourage, an equipping and an encouragement for everyone listening to really see that as a believer, you are to be a voice of hope wherever you are and in all walks of your life. And so I know a lot of times people, you know, may discount, well, I don't really have anything to give, you know, and I work at, let's say, you know, this restaurant over here, or I work at this store, or, you know, I'm an attorney, whatever it might be. And so to try to understand, like, okay, how do I become a voice of hope in that walk of life is so critical, because when we look at, you know, the Great Commission, the Great Commission by Jesus was to go and make disciples. That wasn't just go and make converts. I mean, you can't become a disciple until you are, but it wasn't that was the finishing point. It was go and make disciples. So there's this walk of life where, you know, all of us are to go and do that wherever we go. And so the challenge really to the listeners is is to really know that you are here for a purpose in life. And that never is going to be over until God takes you home. And so to always be asking, you know, where am I being a voice of hope? And I know there's some adjustments that need to be made there. I know we, in all of us, we need to, we've made so many mistakes. Our lives have taken turns and there becomes this battle that we're in. And sometimes we don't feel like being a voice of hope and we actually can lose all hope that we ever could be. But I think that the the challenge is like, no, God lives in the believer and we're never without some kind of voice. And I think even if you don't have a verbal voice for whatever reason, you know, a voice, something that speaks clearly is also also really more done through the actions that people have. And so the challenge, again, is to be a voice of hope. So on the website, I'm going to try to say this slowly, you can go to amione.net, A-M-I-O-N-E. 
the letter I O N E dot net. The reason I say that is somebody thought I had actually said M I one like Mission Impossible. <laughs> <laughs> and so no, it's M I one dot net. It's a question for you to ask yourself. And you can actually go to the website and find one of the tab buttons to look at three questions to ask yourself. And those three questions I think are real simple and that need to be answered by you to really ask yourself the question, you know, is this happening? Is this, has this happened? And uh, is this happening? And so am I one.net is the website. Um, and there are other things on the website that, that we'll talk about. Yeah. And I love how, how, uh, as we were talking about kind of what the domain name was going to be, how that kind of bubbled up, because I do think kind of for all of us, always asking the question, am I a voice? Yeah. Am I a voice? Because like you said, in reality, we're all voices in different ways. It's just a matter of what kind of voice are we going to be? Yeah. And so, you know, the am I one is not really am I a voice? It's am I the right voice? Mm-hmm. Am I the voice that God wants me to be yeah. in the world? And so I think it really is kind of a beautiful picture of kind of what, what <laughs> you're trying to do here in the ministry. Um, Troy, a little bit of a left turn here, but but I want you to talk about it just sort of from your heart because for you, as this started, it was bigger than just your voice and a radio podcast. Like you have kind of in your mind, in your visionary thinking, more that this ministry could be. Right. So before we get to you know necessarily how people can can support and be a part of it, just a little bit of a trickle of what are some of those other things that the ministry could be. So, you know, one of the things, um, two, I guess there's, there's two things in addition to the podcast and the broadcast. One really, and again, I'm still learning, is this, this idea, um, and I don't know where it's going and if it will go anywhere, but I believe in it. And that is this, is that so much of life in the church, and I'm talking about the local church community, uh, places that I've actually been in ministry with, has been, you know, with good motive, the message has been come here and we're going to give to you or we're going to teach or we're going to have this or come or be that. a consumer. Yeah, come here. And then, then, and that's kind of substituted for people in their minds. And I ask this question so often inside the counseling room, I'll ask a question like, where are you when it comes to faith? And 95% of the time they go right to where they go to church. And I will have to clarify that's not really what I'm asking. What I'm asking is, where are you when it comes to your personal walk with God or your personal understanding of just you and him? Where is that? And what you get is such a better picture than what you're getting when they say they go to church. And so part of A Voice of Hope, of why I want people to find their voice of hope and be that, is that I don't think the world needs another message of you need to come over here to church. I think that we do need that to happen, but I think the real issue is this, look, the church is in the world. We're to be in it. We're not to be sending the message, come over here. And so that means where you work, your home life, wherever you go to school, like you're in the world, You. this is where you make disciples, this is where you go. And so for me, what I would love to see somehow is to take the message to the church to say this like this is the strong message we want to give out to you that you're to go out there and to be the church out there with people now it will include things that have to do with your local church but the message is this you're a disciple out there mm-hmm. and so for me there's a heart behind how we're going to equip and encourage 
And at that point, I would say we're helping people to engage in being uh, the church, but not in a brick and mortar. And so that's just, you asked a short, yeah, no, that's be short. that was not a short answer. That's great. That's great. Yeah. I mean, I would, I, I've known that this has been a part of his heart for, for many years in, in ever since he served in ministry, um, that there was just this, it was kind of like a, something that he, he was never fulfilled, um, in him. And that was, what are we doing for the teachers that are attending on Sunday, but they're going back into their classrooms and they're facing 30 kids in their classroom. What are we doing as a church to help that person? And how are we inspiring them even beyond like their Sunday morning experience? Mm. They're getting fed, but what are we doing to get behind them? Or your firefighters or your policemen or, mm-hmm. you know, you name it, your restaurant owners, they have their own sphere of influence. Mm-hmm. And, um, that's the reason why it's important for everyone to see that, yes, get fed, because in no way are we saying don't go to church, but get fed on Sunday, but take what you're, take what you're getting and, and talk to God and, and, and look at the sphere that he's given you and ask yourself these questions. What, everyone has a story. In the continuum of God, he planted it in your heart, yeah. and he wants to fulfill it through what you're doing. You know, so much of like, even with what she's saying, I'm glad she said that because it, it takes me even deeper to those places that we've thought about is like, even when it comes to a financial standpoint, you know, we give to churches and I don't think we should not give and the church churches decide how to take that money and and be faithful with it. And they need to do that under God. But there's, there's this place also where like, if you have a police officer, if you have a teacher and they're coming here on Sundays to get fed, but what they really need, and that's good, what they really need is someone to really engage in their life and to get to, to know their work and know how, as a church, can they support their work? Because that's where we're asking them to be a voice of hope. Mm-hmm. And that's what I don't see happening. In fact, I, you know, maybe this is a challenge to any leader listening, but as a pastor, do you know what your people do individually, where they work? What, you know, who's, how many people are in their family? What are their names? I know that's a big task for leaders to know that information, but that's what I believe they should be supporting instead of sending an, a message without intent, but a message that you need to come over here to get something, but being detached from that person where they go. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah. That's so good. Okay, Troy, so what are some ways that people can can support and be a part of the ministry? So the first one is just, you know, above all, yeah, pray. I have felt the prayers of God from people that we know actually are listening um, and have given us some feedback. And those prayers mean so much. Um, but the other is to really be a participant in a voice of hope to know that your story matters. Learn to tell your story when I sit in the counseling room, that is probably one of my favorite things to do is to listen to just people's stories because I don't, there's something invigorating in, of learning and knowing people at a level, and you don't really know them until you know their story. And when they start telling you their story, it's like, wow, now I'm connecting with a person beyond a name. And so learning to tell your own story, but also encouraging others to tell their story and passing that down. And the last one is, you know, right now there are nine different platforms, um, three different radio stations that advertise a voice of hope. But these go across the, the nation, I believe, the platforms. So we don't know who's listening, but sometimes um, I often wonder. And we would, we would like, if God leads you to even financially give 
And you'll see on the website uh, how to be a listener-supported person that can help a voice of hope, even from a financial standpoint. Yeah, I think one of the things I love about both of your hearts is you know, it, part of a way that someone can give is to support someone else who needs help. Yes. And needs counseling. Yes. And I think that is just that, like that. The fact that that would be something that comes to mind for, you know, for you, for, for someone who, who is birthing this ministry and birthing this voice. But yet, wait a minute, we want to make sure we're actually providing opportunities for people that need to hear this voice. That's right. In the counseling room or wherever. Yeah. Um, you as a listener, you can support that. Yeah. You can help people step into getting the help that they need beyond just listening to a podcast or, or whatever. I think that's and really Chris, and I'm glad beautiful. you said that. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's a big part of what yeah, we're doing right huge. now. Is there people will call in for mental health help or substance use help, and they don't have the funds. And so the gifts that, that are come into a, a voice of hope yep. are going to be used to help provide counseling, outpatient counseling for people that don't have the funds. Yeah. And I believe there are many people that can get behind a mental health uh, and a substance use mission. Absolutely. And that's going to be a big part of what a voice of hope Absolutely. does. Absolutely. So so as as uh, someone who just gets to sort of watch what's going on in Troy and Kim's heart, be a little bit of a part of this, I, I just encourage you um, to consider you know, how is it that you could give to a voice of hope because I know the ministry that these two are doing um, in the counseling room and their family kind of everywhere in the community is just, is it's tremendous. And so thanks for listening. Uh, we kind of hope this has been helpful today just for you to get a better picture of what a voice of hope is. And really I would encourage you to um, share these. You probably listen to it on a podcast or on the radio, just share the show with other people. Um, they can go back and listen to it on a lot of different platforms. And so I would just encourage you to share um, it with other people because I do think a lot of the conversations that we have here, the things that we're talking about are very hopeful. So um, thanks again for listening. Go to amiwon.net. That's A-M-I-O-N-E dot net. And we'll talk to you next time on A Voice of Hope.